the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Well, I think we need to get to the important news right off the top. Everybody wants to know, what is Carlton the Bear really like? Carlton the Bear rules really hard. Yeah. And it was great having Carlton the Bear at my son Leo's third birthday party. That's right. I just sent Jesse the text if he needs the picture to flash on screen. But we actually got a family picture together, all of us. Um, uh, wives and girlfriend be damned. Oh, uh, it's just us and the kids. Cares. It's just the kids, literally. Who cares? I, and you know, I loved. I love having to pretend that you got Carlton the bear for Leo. Mm. Like, let's be he honest. What? About he it. loves Carlton. Oh yeah. And why do you think he loves Carlton? Who, who potentially influenced that, do you think? My wife. Oh, was it? It yeah, was your wife. Definitely. Well, I guess Carlton's the most steady thing about the Leafs. Definitely. He's always there. Always there. <laughs> 60 Carlton, baby. Um, he, uh, uh, I got Leo a Carlton the Bear um, toy when Leo was negative 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I still worked at Leafs TV, mm-hmm. and, and I bought it. And he got that stuffy, and it was one of his favorites. Then you helped me get that little Carlton. That's right. That he calls Little Cutter. Yeah. Uh, that was for him to sleep with, right? It, oh, that, anything bigger than that, he was pretty tiny at the time. It would have been dangerous. Oh, at the time, yeah. But now he sleeps with like 40 stuffies. And right. Care. What's up with that, by the way? <laughs> he likes his stuffies. Yeah. Everly does the same thing. They like their stuffies. Yeah. So... This whole time, I was like, Leo, I don't understand your obsession with this Carlton nonsense. Ah, that's what you But did. if you must, I guess I'll embrace it. So I got the Carlton shirt right here that I used to get him to pay attention at Sportball when he's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, you know what? What if his pal, Sea Dog, Carlton the Bear, came to his third birthday? And honestly, like this wasn't connections or nothing emailed shot in the dark hey is this a thing you do and they respond yeah yeah we and do. it's actually pretty well relatively we don't have to get another price here if you want i don't want to but it's pretty well oh, now no, don't fill up all of his weekends during the summer you should fill up his weekends because he's, he's you know it's it's a budget friendly amount it was at least half of what i expected right <laughs> he's gonna get so many <laughs> well what's wrong with that <laughs> I, I think that's a good thing this is a good little side hustle for carl he only charged 30 dollars <laughs> <laughs> you know, imagine? Uh, it was a little yeah. bit more than that he was amazing was and amazing. and uh we got carlton in the blue room so carlton has officially been in the blue room yeah been in the, the, cool. okay so i thought about that the first oh my god ever there he is the first ever active member of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization to step foot hey, in the blue room. Hey, hey, the bear. All right. All right. That's very funny. Who wants to come to Steve's basement? Carlton the bear. <laughs> um, I, uh, and so funniest part of Carlton the bear being in the blue room <laughs> is Steve has a picture in the blue room of Steve and Gritty. 
And Carlton looked at the picture of Gritty and just shook his big mascot paws. <laughs> and he put and his said, hands no. on his hip. <laughs> hands on his hip. And he did a fake tear. And I was like, oh, Cutter. <laughs> I'm sorry. The mascot wars are real. How dare you? Oh, there's competition. So now you have to replace or leave up the picture of Gritty, but also put next to it the picture of you, Leo, and Carlton the Bear in the blue room. And I have to get an expensive Carlton figure. Have to. <laughs> have to. That's Even though room. you have Why the not doll. spend more money? That's Even though you have the bear and the mini bear. Uh, Maddie, was this one on the screen yet? Yeah, that's the... Which one is which? Uh, the, Carlton is the one on the left. I'm the one on the right. Leo's in the Shut middle. up. <laughs> the bigger one is the one you had oh, pre-Leo. The, the big one... Yeah, so I bought that when I worked at Leafs TV. Mm -hmm. uh, 2010, 11, maybe. Um, and uh, Carlton's holding little Carlton, which is the one Adam got you. Yeah, Leo also has a Carlton uh, puppet. No, he has lots of Carlton stuff. You're definitely happier than Leo in this photo. I was thrilled. <laughs> I, I think we need to go back to Jesse, though, who is definitely the most thrilled. <laughs> yeah, there's that, there's one on my Instagram where Jesse is literally <laughs> hugging Carlton like he's so happy. And like with every full body, what's with Everly's face in that? Everly's adorable. She was just like, she's posing. Yeah. She's folding her arms. I'm going to fold my arms. I'm going to fold my arms because dad made me get out of the pool. She looks like she's about to like spin around on some cardboard on the floor. Does. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. Seeing a mascot is like the funnest thing in the world. I don't care. No matter how old I get, I'm always going to have a good time with a mascot. You love a mascot. I in do. fact, I remember what's what's the one from um, uh, the Marley's Marley's got a mascot. Duke the dog. Duke. Duke. Yeah. So I remember we fucking <laughs> the first Marley's game. We do like a dangle night at I'm sitting beside Jesse and and you know it's like i don't know friday night saturday a bunch of kids there no, it was like sunday morning oh, yeah, it was like yeah, a, yeah. we went to a sunday at noon Fucking, game. yeah so it's like oh. a bunch of kids and yeah. jesse's like I, I just like just as jesse in his quiet years too remember that mm. you know jesse took a while to come out of just the jesse shell and yeah. now he is this now is he, out of his shell jesse yeah what happened this is pre-shell jesse and he was freaking um all i hear he's quiet 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 all of a sudden i hear duke but you know what jesse's like high-pitched scream oh. when he screams on this show oh, yeah it was like that and i thought my eardrums were going to explode and i didn't know he had it he's like dab for me duke <laughs> dab give me a dab and then duke did it duke and then dab. and then he was like yeah and then, but then everybody got excited because i made duke dab it was awesome that's you brought joy to everyone yeah you did, you did. Yeah. that was duke all you dabbed did. for us <laughs> it was awesome it was great it was great so you know that's fun mascots they I, you rule think when we go to the draft um we'll run into gritty uh yeah. run into gritty like they the usually draft. bring the don't they bring the good mascots to nhl events they're usually Some all there like right? carlton would normally no that's too. the all-star oh, i'm thinking the all-star game yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's when they were all they were all together. I think Carlton was there, Gritty yeah. was there, the Shark was there. What's his name? Sharky. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like Finn. Know. Oh, you know what? It is Finn. Is I mean, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's Finn. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it probably is. That's funny. Um, you know, they. I like when they get them all together because they get them to do some fun stuff now. Yeah. But you know that you can't have too much fun. No, it's no. Sharky. Sharky. It's even worse. Are you joking? <laughs> I, I was making it up. It's Sharky. I shot in the dark. Guess the name of the. <laughs> Yo, when, that's bad. When uh, when we were growing up, 
uh, the Blue Jays mascot was named BJ Birdie. <laughs> yep. BJ. And then they're like, you Birdie. know what? Ace. Ace, Ace is, is a lot more kid friendly. Yeah. Also, BJ Birdie. Uh, SJ Sharky is his full name. Mm. SJ Sharky, obviously. He's the one who got stuck in the roof. Do you remember? He was repelling yes. oh, that, that yeah. famous video that's always on Sports Center top ten. It's the it's right the after Merrick Malik fucking and Sharky uh, dropping down from the ceiling and getting stuck there. And which is the one that tried to jump through the hoop of fire and couldn't do it? Was that the, the Denver one? Nuggets mascot? Right? No, I think it happened in the NHL. Oh, it was the NHL one. Yeah. Well, maybe oh, okay. it was. I don't know, both. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, Carlton was great. And then Leo at one point was just like, I'm working and gets on my computer and starts like clicking on it. And Carlton's like humoring him and going, oh, you know, what are you working on there? They, you know, couldn't talk. Of course. Obviously, bears don't talk. Yeah. No. No, especially that bear. <laughs> Very good at communicating. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a mascot that did talk? Hello. <laughs> Support the team. He'd be like, ah. I just think it would be funny because oh, like, yeah. mascots are not supposed to be able to talk ever. Wouldn't it be cool if somebody broke that and was like, now, now no. we have a talking mascot. There's a mascot. reason they don't talk. It's scary. Yeah. If this giant <laughs> thing also talks, then that's terrifying yeah, for little children. fucking Grimace from McDonald's walking around right. like, hello, do you, have, do you like those fries? I want some McNuggets. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, no, that's that's horrifying. Also, the uh, the Nuggets mascot also passed out being repelled from the ceiling. No that way. Was what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah really? Famous video of him. What's the Nuggets mascot? Uh, he is Rocky. Oh, that's good with the mountain thing. Yeah, like yeah, that. Rocky. He's like a like a cat. Yeah, like cat thing. That's the one that makes six hundred grand. Yeah. He made, oh. <laughs> that looks way worse. Yeah. That looks way worse. Did he pass out? Yeah. <laughs> He's being lowered from the ceiling and he passed out because the rope got him. Well, I don't understand. That like, looks, what are you talking about? Man, that looks like an breathe? 18th century or, ad, yeah, execution, it, man. Like, it. <laughs> looks what, like, what, like what, the Undertaker versus Big Boss <laughs> Man and Helen the Scout. What are you not understanding scout? about the word pass? Out. It looks like he was. Look at him. Is he alive? Yeah. Jesse, this is alarming information. No, this was in 1992. He survived. Yeah, I guess. The guy did. Or the person. I don't know if it was a woman or a man. What do you think? It's a the... cat. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's a big cat. It's cat. <laughs> but <laughs> you just... what do you mean? Real. Pa they passed out. The real. Just think. I'll read the thing off Google. Um, the spotlight was quickly turned off. Word from the Nuggets was that Rocky had the wind knocked out of him and would be out for the remainder of the game. Denver9news.com also reported that Rocky passed out during pregame ceremony. The mascot was motionless as he lowered down from the ceiling. <laughs> Imagine I mean, that? that picture is is like one more time on that Google picture. Also, I said in 92. What am I talking about? It was 2013. 2013. Yeah. Like, like, OK, look, scroll up a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. So there's a decent enough chance someone listening like like that there. looks that looks like he was caught for piracy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just it's a very, very weird picture. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> it is. You watch the video? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I no. don't. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> Look at lowering a person who's fast. <laughs> He's like mascot. The mascot is Rocky. unconscious. Wow. And they are being lowered. We can watch it. I don't know. How are we?
we having such a wholesome conversation? And you, you're just like, hey, Rocky got because strangled. Sharky, this happened to Sharky, right? Why is this I so guess. Funny? And then it also happened to Rocky. I don't remember Sharky passing out and having his lifeless body. <laughs> yeah, just no. We're, now we're looking up the Sharky one. So hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sharky. If you know that 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 Rocky's passed out, do you a lower him to the ice where he falls in a crumpled heap, or b pull him back up again? The to the top of the arena and try to you know you know those things that they walk along in the arena right those big those, yeah. those like which the catwalk the catwalk yeah. which is terrifying so you'd have to grab him pull him over and then drag no. his ass down the catwalk no uh, you'd have to lower him down that's far and away the safer option yeah yeah so <laughs> so he's just on the ice like fast all right guys yeah like, it would have to be mascot out passing line. out part two oh, it happened to sharky in 1999 oh my god <laughs> What happened to Shark? Sure. I've seen this picture, but I, I always thought he was kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> this really happened? That's, that's what you'd have to tell Leo. <laughs> oh. He's kidding. He's, he's being sleeping. Silly. <laughs> Isn't he being silly? Look at how silly. He's still. God, he, he's been silly for a while. Is someone going to fucking. Hey, Leo, don't worry about this. Everything's fine. You want oh. some pizza? Oh Let's go get a pizza. Yeah, that is uh wow. <sighs> wow. All right. Uh, there's something really there we go. about that. There's Sharky. What happened? Sharky uh got a little tangled in the air. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> Not great, Bob. <laughs> we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't we, I think society got to put on a show, goddammit. <laughs> society has evolved from beyond the ceiling. <laughs> needing to rappel down from the ceiling. Yeah, mascots just stay on the ground. <laughs> stay on we the ground. don't. We don't need this anymore. We know it doesn't work. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. This is. I was gonna talk about how I was happy with Leo's reaction to him, oh. and you're like, "Hey, remember the couple of them passed out unconscious? Yeah, in front of thousands. Some remember kid. that? Yeah, yeah. No, Leo. So okay, he loves fire trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And so a fire truck visited his daycare. And so we thought he would be very happy. And he was not. Oh. He, he was like old footage of a 14 year old girl seeing the Beatles for the first time, mm. just openly weeping, like, oh, just completely overwhelmed. Not sure what to do with his feelings. Oh, because he was so happy. He was so happy. Oh, so that's what we thought would happen with Carlton but instead he just giggles the most cheruby giggles yeah and then starts high-fiving and dapping him up and hugging him and oh and then he told Carlton that he didn't have time for him because he had to work he didn't say I don't have time for you he said I have to work and he sat at your your MacBook and started writing and just started hitting the keyboard and so Adam's doing anything Adam's little cherub angel Everly walks up hello um, it was very nice to meet you and I will see you tomorrow. Is that what she said? Like just very matter of fact. Well, that's good. I listen. We're trying to train her to have some good manners mm-hmm. and be respectful. Why do you sound like Peppa Pig? That's because that's what she, she does. Like. She, she does have that. She she adopted a bit of the British accent. Oh, yeah. are repairing or are they, they're they're talking about how Peppa Pig has like affected their kid's speech. <laughs> so like, for instance, Everly does not know what a tomato is. She only knows what a tomato is. Oh, and tomato. Leo has Scottish words. Yeah. Yeah. Granda. 
Okay. Which yeah. is supposed to be grand. Uh, By the way, you're supposed to be granddad. Your mother-in-law gave me the biggest backhand uh, on, uh, <laughs> at the party. What? Backhand? Yeah, like actual backhand like smack across yeah. the face. Oh yeah, I deserved it. But she. Uh, oh, the Aberdeen handshake. I, 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 I Sal and I's mom, uh, Mrs. Dangle and I's mom, go way back. Uh, when I hosted their wedding, she called me a Bonnie Loon, which in Scottish I believe means good-looking guy. Yes, which I appreciated. Mm. Anyway, so her her dad and her mom come up to me, and they're they're off to on on vacation to celebrate their anniversary. And uh, she says, you know, we've been married in her Scottish accent. We've been married forty years. And her husband looks over at her and just rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start laughing. She says, "What are you laughing about?" And then, <laughs> oh no, big old smack. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a, it was a fun you part. Fed you some haggis. Yeah, I, you've had it, haven't you? I love haggis. Uh, they they actually they're not big whiskey drinkers, and they're not uh, haggis people. Mm. I'm the one who likes whiskey, and I'm the one who likes haggis. Wow, <laughs> haggis really? is delicious. Mm-hmm. Is it like salty or like what is it kind of uh, spiced? Like it's uh, it's, it's very peppery. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I can handle that. Uh, oh, it's great. It's uh, how how do you eat it? Right like with your fork? mouth? Is it like sandwich type? Or is it a, like a bowl? Is it, is it soupy? Is it a meat like, lasagna? Yeah. So, how like, how is it? How is it eaten? Well, yeah, you know how it's cooked, mm-hmm. and like you know, inside of a sheep's stomach. How do you plate it? That's yeah. yeah that's, that's what I'm part, asking. <laughs> that's the part that makes it sound all nasty. But yeah. like in my experience, that's not how it's served. It just, it's I don't know. It's basically like a sausage, but like I've never had it with like a casing or whatever. Oh, okay. And there was oh, so I was terrified. So it's the innards of a sausage. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So if you didn't have the sausage cage, it was kind of on just yeah. on your plate. Yeah. And it's oh, like, ground like beef. really spiced yeah. meat. And um, oh, that's cool. I was so we were we were driving on the west coast of Scotland and I was absolutely terrified because we were in a car that was too big <laughs> on roads that were too small. And my wife was driving, which is terrifying, you know, <laughs> just in general. And she once wrecked your car uh, <laughs> with no other cars on the road, meaning she was pulling out of your driveway and she wrecked your car. I've had the front bumper of my car <laughs> torn off twice and I wasn't in the car for either event. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> to be fair to her, she was only responsible for one. <clears throat> but uh, no, so I was terrified and she saw a sign for the Glenfiddich Distillery mm. and she's like, you know what? Let's go there. I was like, oh, that's going to like. Take us off course, though. She's like, no, let's go there. And I'm like, oh, she wants me to get drunk, so I shut up. Mm-hmm. So I got, I, you know, followed orders and I got drunk. But while I was there, I also had a haggis baked potato. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Cool. If you're ever at the Glenvedic Distillery, the haggis baked potato. All right. Good I'll, stuff. I got to get, I got to Is get it there. better or worse than the Wendy's baked potato? Because the Wendy's baked potato is pretty good. Elite baked potato. They're both. You know what? Okay. The Glenfiddich one, because I was drunk. Mm. And generally speaking, they don't like when you're smashed off whiskey in Wendy's. So, I don't know. Oh, you that's could debatable. I, I think. I but think don't look at you a little. I don't, I don't feel like that's out of the norm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half the orders come after drink o'clock. Hey, fucking baked potato. <laughs> um, the, you know what else makes a good baked potato? There's very few places do anymore, and I don't know why. They're so good. Cake. Cake does a good baked potato. Oh, that high-end restaurant. Does yeah. A good baked potato. I, right. I like yeah. No, shocker. <laughs> I like shocker. Keg. This fancy place makes good baked potato. Wendy's Glenfiddich Distillery keg. Well, I thought Glenfiddich Distill- Distillery would be in like the same sort of thing as the keg because Glenfiddich is not cheap. Well, they don't like like 
they don't really serve a lot of food because they want you to have your drinks and get out, but they also don't want you to have don't an get up empty too stomach. And yeah, so so should we do a, a sort of like chips and so should we do an STP in Scotland? Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay, I'm one of those people that like it's weird. My TikTok algorithm is super sensitive, so if I see one video, it's like you're gonna see 80 videos like this. So I saw one about Scotland, uh, and it was about Edinburgh in the rain. Edinburgh. And, and yeah, no, we gotta go there. And it looked gorgeous in the rain. It and is. And I was like, wow, that doesn't Toronto does not look like that in the rain. We should shoot a video, um, and we should bring the heaviest cameras we can find for mm. crew. Um, and climb Arthur's seat. Oh, definitely heavy cameras. Arthur's seat is a really, 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 really big mountain that, yeah. that you can climb. And here's how small the world is. So there's like, you know, a path to get up Arthur's seat. To so the there's seat. A yeah. path to get down. And one, one day, because I've been up it twice, one day I was going up and someone else was coming down. And I'm like, oh, they have a Blue Jays hat. Oh, that's Thomas Drance. <laughs> no oh, wow the canucks rider oh, he's like small world i'm like tom he's like steve <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's very small world extremely very small cool. world yeah. um listen we got a lot to talk about a lot happened this weekend thing we spent 20 minutes on on Not carlton bad. the bear and, and, <laughs> no and let's mascots. talk about more mascot oh, yeah asphyxiating jesse so let's get the fire one up what's, what's that one you're talking about I what is wrong with you um there's a lot of trade there's a lot of trade speculation and jack eichel got a tattoo and we'll get to all of that but first let's talk to dave about the draft lottery which is coming up in a couple of days and we will be live streaming uh where we stand right now with sports interaction and their odds you mean the draft not the draft lottery. not lottery okay just the draft good the lottery is is being okay. friends with you Wow. And I won. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. So, Dave, the reason we love to have this segment with you, many reasons. But my favorite is when it starts with Steve has an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> now, okay. we know that there's a lot of draft uh, draft capital uh, yep. at uh, sportsinteraction.com slash STPN. Um, but, but Steve, mm -hmm. Steve, what is your what you're thinking with draft betting here? It's a great strategy. So it's a it's a series of sprinkles. It's to, <laughs> sprinkles to the point where it's not even two dollars, Steve. It's one dollar, Steve. Oh, but, but I made Whoa. a bunch of bets, a big old bunch of bets. Yeah. Okay. What is the draft? It's a crapshoot. What do you, yeah, sure. It's okay. Total. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you what it was, but okay. I'm glad you said that. Okay. <laughs> the picking of children. <laughs> yes, it is. The children auction. Yes. Draft eligible players yes. that make your franchise better. The kid yeah, auction. So saying. yeah. All of the over under. Where is this player going to get picked? I went through yeah. the entire list. And, picked, and there's a lot of them, Steve. There's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. So I picked every player available at plus money just because oh. just because it's such a crapshoot. I figure I'm going to be right on some of them. <laughs> you figure. What do you think, Dave? <laughs> what do you think of Steve's cool idea? Oh, can't hear him. Oh. Oh, you froze, Dave. Hello? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I got frozen on your side, too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We oh, got you back. All good. We're good now. Okay. So what do you think of Steve's cool idea, Dave? Uh, not a bad idea, actually. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, all you have to do is finish over 500, right? Yeah. I mean, there's I think there's 15 draft positions, so it's almost like player and draft position. So go over under. You're picking plus money. So you're profitable if you go nine and six. 
Oh, all right. Uh, all right. We'll see. Okay, I want to that's, know. Yeah. I have to follow up with this on Friday. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. I'm going to be following along. Nine and, nine and six is a little tough. You're a little tough. For, it's, for coin it's, flips? It's, just, it's not like I'm saying 12 and three, right? Yeah, but like you flip a coin. Can you go nine and six on heads and tails? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> Get a coin. Uh, all right. Now, all the picks, especially that these are the fun ones. The second and the third round pick or third yep. overall picks are available right now at sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Who is the odds on favorite, Dave, for pick number three? That's pick the number three. fascinating yeah. one for me. Yeah, it, it really is because we've had some uh, different uh, rumor mill uh, uh, gossip about Will Smith sneaking into the conversation. His odds have kind of went back and forth. But right now, the favorite at Sports Interaction is Leo Carlson to go number three overall. And I guess the big wild card, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, is this Russian kid, uh, Matvey Mishkov, Mishkov yes. um, who apparently has the skill of a Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, uh, but nonetheless, uh, you you just never know sometimes what you're going to get with these type of players that aren't heavily uh, um, watched uh, on a on a day to day hour by hour basis. Uh, he is playing in Russian Pro League, which is not a bad secondary league to the NHL. So. Uh, will he come over at this time? That's another question that people are asking because he fluctuates anywhere between two and seven. Mm. And and if you're picking Man. at that number seven spot, I'm, I know, I know it's one of those I guys. Think he's, so. I think the Habs are going to take him. I think they're taking Ooh. him at five. That's my bet. Ugh. I can bet that. And I will. You can bet that, yes. <laughs> you can I bet can. this. I can. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah. Uh, Dave, thank you so much. And we are going to follow up with, especially with Steve's record on Friday. I want to know how this worked out for yeah. you. Uh, we'll do that on Friday. We're going to be in Nashville in the meantime. Um, I'm sorry we can't take you with us. Yeah. Safe travels, guys. I, I know Nashville, it'll be really tough to have fun there. Oh. But I know you guys are going to try your best. Thanks. Okay, we're, try uh, your best. Yeah, it's not Winnipeg. Best. But it's it, it it's it's gonna do it's good. Definitely it's not the peg. I'll have a ginger ale in your honor. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Dave. sir. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Do you guys like specialty grade Arabica coffee beans? Oh, yeah. Then you should check out Coffee Cult. Woo! Actually, though, uh, what's special about Coffee Cult is they they have bags as big as your head. That's right. But they only work with farms that pay their workers, especially women, fairly and equally. That's a big thing. Uh, they also roast all their coffee locally in Hollywood, Florida. Um, roast to order. So when you order Coffee Cult, you know that it hasn't been sitting in a warehouse for a long time. They just, just did it, sent it to you. So you're getting fresh bags of coffee obviously the dark roast is highly regarded it's the one steve has that's why it's such a big bag Ooh, i have the costa rica roast oh now you can really smell the rica there is offers here for american and canadian listeners okay because mm -hmm. here's what we had we had the american offer but new this week the first 15 canadian orders of over 50 dollars use the code uh sdp and love okay ready sdp and love sdp and love yeah uh First 15 Canadian orders over $50. Ooh, they're going to throw in a 12 inch, or sorry, 12 inch, 12 ounce coffee dark roast thing that Steve has right Bag. now. Oh, 12 Bag. inches, too. Bag. <laughs> uh, order at coffeecult.com. Use SDPN Love and get 16% off. Coffee orders over $50 get free shipping in the United States. Ooh. Specialty grade Arabica beans, roast to order. It's Coffee Cult. Check it out at Coffee Cult, both with a K, coffeecult.com. All right, so. Um, the Avs may have taken a step towards, and I don't want to say they've solved the second line center problem, 
but they have made a trade. And for a guy that you would expect to be a second line center, uh, they um, receive Ryan Johansson for four million bucks a season. Mm. Nashville is holding back 50% of that contract for the next couple of years for Alex Galchenyuk. Um, and really, you know, since Nazem Kadri left, it's been, I mean, they had some injuries this year. They had, uh, an, un- uh, a really unfortunate incident in, in, in the first round with Tushkin. Like there was like a bunch of things that, that kind of did not go the abs way this year and they were still in the playoffs and still good. Um, he is a bet Ryan Johansson and we'll, we'll get to the Nashville side of this in a second. Um, he also allows them the cap space to go and re-sign JT Comfort too. So then they'd have, you know, a solid top three. If they were able to get Johansson and retain Comfort, that'd be awesome. I think they might be able to do it. Um, I'm he, not as confident. You know, they you're said, not as confident. <laughs> they're saying right, the number well, has to be a little friendlier on the F side, but now it's definitely doable. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, um, Nashville, when they had that really good year a couple of years ago, uh, 21, 22, uh, and then they got destroyed by the avalanche in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Johansson had 63 points in 79 games this year, a bit more of a regression, 55 games, some injuries, but only 28 points. And the, the big drop was 26 goals to 12. And so you got to think with the abs, with the strong wingers that they have, that that number can go back up again. He's not like career uh like he's not historically a big goal scorer no he's more of a playmaker so this is going to be news uh great news for any of the abs forwards who are heading into a contract here uh probably you know he'll get you the puck um but it was to me it was a it was a thought exercise in um adjusting your expectations so you know here's a player who's often injured here's a player who makes eight million dollars and I just, unfortunately, because of the way his career has gone, he doesn't make sense in any scenario at $8 million for anybody. He, j- he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Four? Mm-hmm. I'll take Ryan Johansson for four. Yep. Is he available for four? Well, apparently he's available. That's half a million more than Alex Kerfoot. Dude, <laughs> you know what? You, that's not a bad way of putting it, man. I think we need to. I think we need to put it in those terms. Yeah, no. If the cap is flat this year. The money is equal. I I perfectly understand this trade from the Avalanche standpoint. I'm not as convinced for Nashville, mm. but again, I have to remind myself he doesn't make sense to anybody. Yep. At $8 million. Well, let's talk about the Nashville end of it. The, just to finish oh, off yeah. on the Avs, it makes so much sense to just acquire this player because in free agency, this type of player isn't available. Not like, really. We'll, we'll talk about how how weak the class is this year. And for $4 million, you can't go buy a second uh, a second line center. Who's, you know? like, who's the top five center? Comfer? Right. And that's <laughs> like, the guy who, who had the best year of his career and might test free agency. And if he does, he's probably going to get a number that the Avs can't match. So he'd have to come back on a team friendlier deal if he doesn't want to go get that contract. But for this, it just makes so much sense because it's a free asset. You're you're not going to bring back Elchenyak. Or if you were, it's not even an expensive thing to do. So you move that, you get him at half cost. And it's a perfect deal on the Avs side. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a divisional rival retaining $4 million on a player for the next two years. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it probably keeps the Preds down a little bit. All right. Well, there's one less team we have to worry too much about, right? We know we know what they think their window is, and it'll come, but it's not yet. So we're going to try to win at least one more cup I think in this, the next couple of years. This, for the, for the Preds, it plays into a bigger story. Because where's the draft this year? 
Nashville. Nashville. Right. And I've got some stuff. I've got a I've got a quote from the Tennessean uh, with Barry Trotz that I think you're going to find interesting. But Barry Trotz doesn't officially take over as GM until July 1st, by the way. Uh, Which is a fucking lie. It's a farce. Barry Trotz <laughs> well, so was far. The, the press release. Oh, I yeah. know. I know. I know. Uh, he has some more quotes, too. It's just, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's awful. Um, uh, Barry Trotz since t- since coming in, fired John Hines, hired Andrew Burnett. No, no, no. He didn't fire John Hines. He made John Hines sit at home until he decided to pick a new head coach. Oh, yeah. And then that day, he let his lame duck head coach uh, uh, know that he no longer has a job. Right. Yeah. That's tough. Icy. Uh, he said that he wants his scouts to take big swings at the draft, and he traded Ryan Johansson a 50% retained for Alex Galchenyuk. Also, and I think it's important that we look at this, uh, the picks that he has brought in have been pretty significant. And I'm, I'm pushing in that direction because I want to drop, after we kind of talk about the moves that have been made since uh, the spring, I want to talk about what he wants to do with the draft because I think Nashville in uh, St. Louis are the two most fascinating teams in the Western Conference. And I'm not just talking about St. Louis because of uh, the trade that almost happened this weekend. I'm oh, talking about the fact that uh, St. Louis has been on a very low-grade heater that no one's paying attention to, and you should be paying attention. So let's talk about uh, February 2023. It starts with Nino Niederreiter going to the Winnipeg Jets, who want to remain competitive even now. Mm-hmm. Nashville acquires their 2024 second-round pick. Okay. The Predators then trade uh, the next day Tanner Genot at eight hundred. Oh my god! At eight hundred thousand dollars. I forgot about this for Calfoot, who was still a pretty good defensive prospect. Sure. Uh, twenty twenty three third rounder from Tampa. Twenty twenty three fourth rounder. A twenty twenty three fifth rounder. A twenty twenty four second round pick and a twenty twenty five first round pick, which is conditional, uh, and that is top ten protected. So assuming Tampa is still good, uh, then they're going to get it. Um, if not, I believe it pushes to the next year. Uh, then they, you know, a couple minor moves. And then uh, February 28th, which is two days after the big Tander Genoa move, they move Matias Ekholm uh, oh. with 4% retained to the Nashville Predators. They get Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, a 2023 first round pick, a 2024 fourth round pick, uh, and they shed a uh, uh, million and a half dollars in that one. Um, they also... Um, were able to get rid of uh, Granlin's deal, Michael Granlin, uh, oh, five million bucks clean. All penguins? they got, what's that? To the mm-hmm. Penguins. To the yeah. Penguins. That one for was tough. Second round pick. Oh. So this is what he's done. Like, look at the amount of work that that this this non general manager has put in. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. And and here's the thing: just Ryan Johansson and Michael Granlin alone. That's nine million dollars. They have yeah. nineteen and a half to spend this summer in free agency, and I don't think they're going to spend it free agency. I think they're going to use it to to supercharge this retool that they're on. Mm-hmm. They got the draft capital to do it, so they're going to draft. And here's the other thing, and this is, I love Barry Trotz for this. This is the kind of leadership you want. He said uh, publicly that they're going to try to get into the top five. He said, we have a lot of picks, and I'm trying like hell to get into the, say, top four or five picks of this draft. He said, you need a dance partner. Um... Uh, so you have to have a team that's willing to do that. And I don't know which of the top five teams would be willing to do that. The Ducks, the Jackets, the Sharks, the Canadians, because you know Chicago's not going to do it. So here's the thing. Montreal might make sense. I yep. I don't think... If that deal happens, it's not happening till Right before. Like the pick. Right there at the pick. And I say that because I'm hearing whispers 
And I'm not confident saying the whispers, but I think some shit is going to go down in the top five. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there are going to be some dynamite players available. Really? At spots you couldn't fathom. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, for that reason, I don't think the Preds are going to be able to get in there unless someone loses their mind. Like, if the Preds can convince someone to do this deal mm-hmm. before the draft, they're geniuses. I just I don't think any GM out there is stupid enough to do that. The Predators have 13 picks this draft. 10 of those 13, wow. 10 of those 13 are in the first four rounds. How many uh, picks they have 2014? Uh, Jesse, you have cat friendly up, right? It's uh, they got one first round pick and three seconds. Yeah. So those, far, those three seconds, uh, 2024 mm-hmm. pitch those out the door gives us. Yeah. So the like Barry Trotz, he's been <laughs> very vocal in the media uh, lately. He, he had some quotes in there as well about um, the players he wants to keep because I, I guess they were getting some calls on UC Soros, and he publicly said that we're not moving Soros. Top five goalie, what are you doing? Right. Why would you ever move that deal? And he's on a fantastic deal as well. Not he said he's deal. not trading Yossi. He needs that's the those are the type of pieces that you need to build around to to get into the to the future here. But he's not afraid to move out the bodies so that young guys have places within the lineup. Mm-hmm. So you're moving out Johansson to so you have places within your organization to bring in young guys and young talent. And it's it's a it's going to be a quick rebuild in Nashville to keep going this way because they're going to have so many picks and there's going to be that extra cap space that they have now. It's it's important. Like it's it's not just that that four million dollars. It's it's just the flexibility in a in a hard cap that hasn't moved at all. Getting that extra four million dollars. Plus, you're not going to really miss um, Ryan O'Hanson's um, talent on the ice because you're not trying to win necessarily. And he was overvalued anyways. And it's going to be a quick rebuild, especially with all of these picks. Remember the end of the season when the Preds had like. Phil Tomasino, the team trainer, one of the hot dog guys, like yep. on, as the top line. But, the mascot. Yeah, the mascot. But they who fought was, like hell. Who Sab- couldn't breathe. Yeah, Sabretooth. No, the, he could breathe. Just <laughs> 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 the worst. You know that Tyson Berry is getting pitched at the deadline, too. If he doesn't get it this draft, he did really well for them too. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say, but like you, you, if you're, he's not in your window, and that's not a, it's not a, a, a slide against Tyson Berry, but I do believe that Tyson Berry will be traded. Right. I just think at the end of the season, Berry was part of it, but it was a big youth movement, especially up front, mm-hmm. that probably gave them the confidence to, all right, we can rebuild, but it's not like we're not going to be bad. It's nope. having your cake and eating it too. We can trade every tradable asset, keep all the young guys, and still be relatively competitive. One name I'm I'm wondering about now, if this is the if this is the move that they're going to make, right? They've got Eckholm, Granlin, and now Johansson out the door, right? Those are three pretty big names on that Nashville roster. The name that I think that that you you should really pay attention to, uh, well, actually, there's two, but the one I'm really paying attention to is Matt Duchesne, and mm. another eight million dollar centerman, 32 years old. Three years left. Why didn't Colorado get him? Uh, <laughs> I heard he grew up a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Knew all their sticks. Yeah. Um, Stop it. Uh, I think, listen, he wants to be in Nashville. That's why he signed there long term. He loves playing there. And he was very good last year. You know, 56 points, 22 goals in 77 something games or He's whatever. Pretty low key. Low key good. Yeah. But that does not fit your window anymore, does it? 
And you kind of look at that. He's got a modified no trade. Um, so it's only a seven-team no trade list. That gives him a lot of flexibility. It's basically Canada. Uh, do you remember, about he doesn't want to come well, to Canada. Do you remember his 2022 season when he put up 40 and 40? Oh, dude. <laughs> he had 43 goals and 43 assists or whatever it was. And it's funny because everyone was like, la, 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 I can't hear you. He's bad now. Yeah. Like, no, I refuse <laughs> to believe he's a 40-goal scorer. He's bad now. Like, nope, 40 and 90 or whatever yeah. it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he was. But he's a good player, man. Yeah, he didn't repeat it last year, but it doesn't mean he's not a valuable asset. No one really did. No. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think there's a. I, I wonder about him and I wonder about. I think Roman Yossi is a, is a pred. But I think Ryan McDonough is interesting because he's a $6.75 million player. He's a great leader. Tampa dearly misses him. Um, they do. They I, really do. Maybe they get him back. Well, I was going to. I wonder. I was wondering about that. It, you know, it's a, that's an expensive contract, so you're you're going to have to retain. But what can you steal from Julian Brisebois? And frankly, um, what's Julian Brisebois going to steal from you? Because if you do business with him, he is winning. I don't know. They, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about Tanner Janot. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the yeah. Preds who don't feel that way. No. Tanner Janot. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And actually, uh, so separate from that conversation, you know who kind of fits the Preds pretty well? And they can afford to be a little frivolous in free agency because they have the cap space and they got a shitload of picks. Michael Bunting. Oh, he'd be good, Brad. The exact yeah. player who was going toe-to-toe for the Calder or like a Calder nomination with Tanner Janot a couple years ago. I don't know. Why not have your cake and eat it too? There's my second cake mm-hmm. reference. I'm mm-hmm. hungry. Um, go out and get him. Add some of the snarl back to the lineup. He's not old. He's only like 43. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so... Apparently, uh, I, I like these these new extremely aggressive teams. St. Louis is aggressive. Nashville's aggressive. You know who else is aggressive? It's a team that Goldberg. made a trade this, and I, I, we'll get to them Brock later. Lesnar. Not not that no. Um, Los Angeles. Apparently, there were discussions about UC Saros going to LA. He's got a five million dollar wow. deal, basically the Cal Peterson deal. They gave Cal Peterson and UC Saros the same amount of money. Yeah, there, um, there was the rumors, and then he denied it. He like denied that. it. Let yeah. me throw it out there. So there have been different versions of the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will get to that, by the way. Yeah, we've seen we've seen Ayafalo's name. We've seen um, Velarde's name. I've heard Kaliev's name. Uh, but they need a goalie? Shut up and kiss. Hellebuck. Do a blockbuster, man. That'd Give me a proper blockbuster with Dubois and Hellebuck. Maybe you can only afford one, and that I understand, but wouldn't it be perfect? It'd be great. You That'd need a goalie awesome. anyway. One-stop shop. Give us a proper blockbuster. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Connor Hellebuck to LA in the same deal. It worries me that the NHL is too boring for something like that. Oh, <laughs> well, I have shedding some, that a bit. I have no, I have some evidence to back that up, but yeah. we'll get to that later um, in the show. Last thing with the Preds, they've already retained two salaries. Like we've gone through other trades. The They retained on Matias Echo and they retained on uh, Johansson. So this McDonough deal and all the other Matt Duchesne. You can't retain. They can't retain again unless they want to use up that last slot. So we'll see if, if uh, Trotz can get really creative with those contracts. So what's a second line center cost these days anyway? What would you ballpark it at? A se- like a, a good UFA? One. I guess, yeah. If you were assigning somebody to be a second line center, look at Nazem Kadri's contract. So yeah. six or seven million. That oh seven. So is Matt Duchesne an elite second line center on a very good team that needs one? I'd say so. At eight million dollars, that's what I mean. 
right? No. Is that, you know, maybe you don't have the same money up the wing, so you, you have it in the center position. Right. How, how many years does he have left? Uh, three, I think. Hey. I was going to oh, say wait. on one year, three. no yeah. brainer. Yeah, three. Yeah, it's a it's a little rich for because you got to consider like what team has eight million dollars in cap space to spend who needs a second yeah. center? Yeah, like Duchesne. Is it is it a team like Columbus who's trying to rebuild and they're like, okay, we can bring in Duchesne? But then, oh, I'm sure he'd love this, it there. This you know? is why people criticize the Ekholm deal because the Preds did pretty well, but retaining four percent, two hundred fifty thousand dollars is such a waste <laughs> of a contract retention slot, but. They the Oilers needed that or they couldn't get the deal done. Mm-hmm. So that's a so maybe you use that last slot on Duchesne and then you stick around. You try and make the McDonough deal or you keep McDonough, you know, at a salary. It'd be easier to because McDonough's got what one year? Uh, no, he has a couple. Oh, it's, uh, three. Oh man, yeah. Oh, and he has a no trade clause. Well, so another way of retaining is you know take money back. Mm-hmm. Or you send picks with it. Yeah. But the thing about the Lightning is they're they're not looking around their roster going, Oh man, we've spent our money so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Like there's not a I was I was talking to someone about this. There's not a ton of really bad contracts out there. Like I'm talking albatrosses. Like unmovable hunks of shit. There's some bad ones. Yeah. There's a bunch of bad ones. But like I'm talking the 2016 class of bad. Mm. Like Brower, that thing's not going anywhere. Lad, Erickson, you know, there, there's some. And like Oliver Ekman Larson had a terrible one. You could argue Johansson's was becoming terrible. Now he's a $4 million player. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I think now there are more ways, creative ways to get out of deals. We have you can send well because they're willing to be creative. The ways always existed. Yeah. Now they're willing to do all these different things. You can buy out the contract. You can you can uh, retain on the salary. You can just package it for somebody else's LTIR money, you know, so somebody might want a body instead of just that free thing and not pay the insurance. And there's more creative ways than in 2016 when GMs were kind of just copy and paste NHL uh, video game trades one for ones. I'm trying to think of a bad contract that someone out there is trying to move like josh anderson it's not a great contract but like he's still a sought after player like yeah. people want that guy yeah right so there's no untouchable like don't even approach me with that nonsense there's, yeah there, there's not much of that anymore um, the league's also deeper like this is why 34 teams will work in the NHL because there's so many good players. You get on the roster and you look at some third and fourth lines. You're like, those guys are talented. Yep. Oh, those yeah. guys are NHL, legit NHL players. And they got to play lower in the lineup because the league is just so deep. All that stuff about, uh, oh, it's going to water down the league. No. No look way. how good Seattle is instantly in second in their second season because of all these guys who are retreads who are just thrown off these teams and they're talented NHLers. And some of the players, like uh, they showed the Calder Cup final. I'm like, oh, man, I recognize almost half these guys on both rosters. Eichel Rath. Yeah, Eichel (laughs) Rath. Yeah, stop. We will call him Eichel Rath. Eichel, no, when he lays a big hit, we will call him Eichel Rath. There you go. Um, (laughs) I'm also wondering about some of the, you know, like the, the, the UC Soros thing is interesting for Nashville because there are teams looking for it. And I do think that would count as a blockbuster. You oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, huge yeah. because Askarov is waiting in the wings. And if you can get value for Saros now, mm-hmm. um, 
And then, I mean, listen, I okay, I understand having to hang on to Matt Duchesne. You've also got Tomasino mm-hmm. sitting there, played in the NHL season, then went back, played really well with the the Admirals, and now he's back. Now he could be back next year, so you have center protection for him. But I don't think that, given the um, the Nashville uh, the the way that they've structured their goaltending, I don't think they would necessarily need Soros in front of you. Could have Kevin Lankin and for two million bucks, you can have. You know, I, it's going to be a bad I believe team. Barry trots when he says Soros isn't on the table. Yeah. You got to be at $5 million, like top three goal in the NHL for the next two I years. Guess. Asparov I guess. could probably play NHL games, but you, I don't think you want him to. Really? No, I, th- I think you take your time and do it properly. With okay. Him. All right. Uh, Philip Forsberg, is he ever going to play hockey again? I Ooh. hope so. I do too. He's yeah. on injured reserve right now. Yes. That's another name that could be very interesting. I'm just wondering, like, listen, I don't know what's out there, but I'm just wondering, like, listen, if they're if they are in a real retool mode, Forsberg's like the youngest of all the the players that they sort of have at the higher end. But yeah, he's 28. I just don't think the Preds have aspirations of being bad. Like they don't have aspirations of bottoming out. You know what I mean? They're not going to do a Columbus and Chicago and Mm -hmm. Anaheim. All them did last season. Uh, No, that's one of the top 10 goal scorers in the game. Game by game? Has to be. Yeah. No, you don't get rid of it. All right. Where are you guys going to be in 2030? When his deal's up? When <laughs> Philip Forsberg's eight-year deal is over. Ooh. 2030. I'm going to be in this chair, but it's going to be gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be gold-plated. Yeah. How old will Leo be? In 2030? Mm-hmm. Uh, 10. Oh. You have a ten-year-old. You. You're gonna. Adam's gonna have an eleven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Should just be getting into the I hate you year. Yeah. I can't wait for that. She's gonna hate you from like eleven till like twenty-five. Yeah. We'll we'll be we'll just be starting the dad. What was COVID like? You know. Oh God. Don't, don't ask me about that. <laughs> you never ask me about that. Um, some of the biggest news of the weekend did not actually happen, or at least as of this recording has not happened yet. Should we talk about our end of it? And what? The trade that never happened and us frantically trying to figure out how to make a video about it. Which one? Was it frantic? What do you mean? <laughs> like frantic. Two, two what do you mean? It like, if this, two if this trade happens, out. we'll make a video tomorrow. <laughs> I think it was... I think that was that was as far as it went. Did, yeah. there, did well, I no, miss something? Because, yeah, but then the trade didn't happen. Yeah, yeah we didn't. Have nice. to, yeah, so. but I ended up having to do one for Sean Dursey, yes, and then and and but that's I mean that's a very it's a minor no, no offense to Sean, but it's a blip. It's a, hey. a minor trade. Hey, yeah. Alan's gonna murder you. No, yeah, it is. It's a small <laughs> Noted dead man, Adam <laughs> Wilde. <laughs> that's the biggest trade in NHL history. <laughs> Oh, your phone's blowing up. Oh, shit. Um, no, so... I was, My Walshie sense is tingling. Yeah, he can hear this. I was supposed to be heading to a bachelor party, and then the Ryan Johansson trade happened. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll shoot something for that quick, and then I'll go. And then the Dursey trade happened as I'm heading out the door, and I'm like, I, I can't friggin' do this. And then you're just hearing more and more rumblings like, oh, this St. Louis Philly trade's gonna be huge. And I'm like, I can't do it, damn it! I'm in the car! Mm-hmm. 
I was panicking. Adam, I, I think I was I was frantic. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I, I wasn't was worried about Steve it. had a moment. I'm, like, I well, a I'm moment. like, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. Well, and this is the thing. Like I that the reason Very I left panicked. my job is to do more content. So I'm going to do more content. <sighs> but what will I? <laughs> what I was thinking. What about Steve? Uh, <laughs> so, about me. so now that you know the, the purported drama that happened on our end, uh, let's tell you about the drama that didn't happen with St. Louis and Philly. They were working on a blockbuster. We're not exactly sure how it looked, but it's something like this. To, uh, to St. Louis, it was going to be Kevin Hayes and probably Travis Sanheim, mm-hmm. fresh off an eight-year, $50 million extension, which he signed uh, in October in the Chuck Fletcher era and promptly took a huge step back because he and Torch just don't gel. And that's the thing with certain players. They they play really well. Torch shows up. They don't play well. They leave. And either uh, and a lot of the time they go back to playing the way that they were. They just don't work in the Torch system. Torch likes a very specific type. Cam Atkinson is that type. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> going to Philly. Uh, Tory Krug, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, just he and his wife welcomed a baby in the last three months. So they have three kids and they welcomed another one. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a lot of the reason why he have, turned down the trade. Yeah. If you have trade protection in that situation, you'd use it. Yeah. Uh, one or two of the three first rounders the Blues have this year may have been going as well. So that's the 10th, 25th, which is the Leafs, I believe, and then the 29th pick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, honestly, um, I don't blame if that's Tory Krug's reasoning. I don't blame him. As of this morning, uh, Lewis Gross, who represents Tory Krug, uh, I think it was uh, Pierre LeBrun was wondering if there was some sort of connection there because John LeClaire, who just joined the Flyers organization, his agent was Lewis Gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is probably phone calls happening right now and all day today from Flyers uh, players and management trying to get Tory Krug to change his mind because that often happens. It's like, you know, let's give it a bit, uh, give it a minute, let it sink in. I think that's so wrong. Why do you think the, that's wrong? You have trade protection in there. Mm-hmm. It is your right to exercise it. It should be, no, I don't want to go there. End of conversation. It's it's also well, your right to to try to sell them on it. And it oftentimes what happens is they go, no. And then they think about it and they go, well, the team I just signed this with just tried to trade me. Maybe I don't want to be here anymore. That's tough. Uh, other players survived it. They oh, deal yeah. with it and they show up to work and they yeah. play hockey. Um, I don't have a problem with the Flyers. I, I don't have a problem with Tory Krug having concerns and the Flyers trying to alleviate those concerns. Does that make sense? Like, I want to make sure my wife is taken care of. I want to make sure my kids are taken care of. Um, you know, where are they going to go to school? Da 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 da. da. Um, I don't have a problem with the Flyers trying to alleviate those concerns. I do have a problem with it persisting if he puts his foot down. The, yeah. They, they, they've they reported on Krug in a very particular way that makes it sound like no unless, not no. You know what I mean? Okay. It sounds... It's been worded in a way that sounds like he could be convinced, but right now he doesn't want to. I don't think it's fair to paint Krug or anybody in this situation as a bad guy for not wanting to go to a team. Is anybody doing that? I haven't seen anyone do that. No, I haven't seen that either. The perception is is out there that like, hey, we got to convince him to do this and like you got to help out the organization and all that stuff and like we, we can convince you to do this, but like it's his right to turn down the trade. Agreed. I don't think the Blues would be bummed to keep him. Like, he's a good player. I think there was, I you know, 
I, I think he probably doesn't fit the window that the Blues have for themselves. Right? Because uh, I think there is... I mean, he's still a very, very good player. I think it's more just along the lines of things have changed fairly quickly. Well, like, he's not much older than Travis Sanheim, I don't think. But, like, Kevin Hayes isn't... So could it be the money thing? It's just the contracts? It's just how they're allotting it. Okay. Yeah. And also, we don't know the other parts. Also, if I were him and I'm, like, a freewheeling defenseman, I don't know if I want to play in towards this system. <laughs> it, well, there's that. and But also, I don't, I don't know all their names, but uh, the Blues have some really good young players and I want to say they're on D. Um, so maybe they think, okay, we can replace them mm. or replace Krug with them. I'm trying to think of their young guys. They, they have some good ones. I think they made a mistake not hanging on to Petrangelo. Wow. I think the Blues made a big mistake. I don't think Petro made a mistake. No, I think yeah. he made a great, <laughs> a great decision. Yep. Uh, it, you know, it's fascinating to see what Philly continues to do because uh, they also almost had another trade that would have been notable but not actually big uh this weekend philly and carolina uh for tony d'angelo so basically last year and i'm gonna rewind it for a second because this one actually has more juice to it than even that blockbuster does um chuck fletcher traded for tony d'angelo on july 8th last year and that's sorry yeah july 8th 2022 and that's a really important date circle that one Mm -hmm. uh he gave up a lot uh this year danny Briere is trying to undo all the moves that chuck fletcher made in the last couple of years dude he was just awful. Here is the original move for Tony D'Angelo, who at the time was a restricted free agent. There was no contract worked out. Making a million bucks. Uh, to Carolina, 2022 fourth round pick, a 2023 third round pick conditional, uh, which is Carolina will receive the best of the Philly, Florida, New York Ranger third picks in the uh, 2023 draft. Uh, Carolina will receive Philly's pick. It turned out to be Philly's pick because they were the worst. And the 2024 second round pick from Philadelphia. And that was all for Tony D'Angelo. And again, then they Chuck Fletcher signs him for two years, five million apiece. Oh. Um, so Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman reported last night. For the audience, that who is that? He'll be traded back to Carolina. Uh, but um that the Flyers would have to retain 50% of D'Angelo's salary to oh my do it. God! Uh multiple sources say the deal hit a snag last night. And by the way, um, D'Angelo was benched in the final five games of the season and he was pissed about it. Fucking sucks. He was a team high negative 27. Like plus minus is a bullshit stat. But when you're minus 27, something's wrong. Um, And there may have been as a part of this deal, a sweetener beyond the salary retention. Um, for the, who? I don't know. I, for Tony D'Angelo. It's, it's no, that. like on whose end? I uh, I believe. The Flyers would be. Sweetening it, apparently. That was just oh, a rumor. We don't know. We don't know. Again, a lot of rumor, a lot of talk. I just want you to be aware of the full picture. Eric, so what's the snag? Mm-hmm. Eric Tulski, do not give him more power. <laughs> Holy um, shit. The snag, according to Pierre Lebrun, uh, is that the NHL stepped in. Uh, there's language in the CBA that prevents a player from returning within 12 months, especially on retained salary, as this is considered possible cap circumvention. Yeah, the yes. retained salary is the special point in that in that uh, reporting because the retained salary is where you get the like ding on something might be suspicious with this trade yeah. to the NHL head offices. So um, what LeBron said is the Flyers and Canes have both argued with the league about this, saying, one, his contract wasn't even signed with Carolina. It was a Philadelphia contract. 
when mm-hmm. they they signed him after he arrived in Philadelphia. Number two, Chuck Fletcher was the GM who traded for D'Angelo and signed him, and he's no longer there. So how could that possibly be cap circumvention? Uh, either the league will sign off on it this week in Nashville because they're going to talk to them in person, uh, or they'll wait till July 9th and complete the trade. Yeah, uh, that's the twelve actually, month rule. That's a very good point. Yeah, the argument on the Flyers and Kane side is sound. Like, but they'll the, win that one. But the NHL. I don't uh, think they wanna. I don't think they wanna look the other way on this instance because there's specific language in you can't do this. And even though there are conditions that make it seem like, hey, this isn't cap circumvention at all, and this is ridiculous that you're implying this rule. It's the NHL, and I think they always go by. The but book. why? Why no? They don't though. They don't. They go on a case by case basis. This <laughs> is what pisses me off about the NHL. They <laughs> go Richards. on a case by case. Mike Richards. Mike, Mike that, Richards is cap it's circumvention. Honest, it's true. honestly the worst example. Ilya Kovalchuk. Every now and then I'll get a tweet from someone like, "Holy shit, you're right about this Mike Richards Mike, thing." Why is there not? There should be a book on what the fuck happened with Lombardi, Richards, and the NHL. He was How did this happen? Booted out of the league on some bullshit, and then they were the Kings were allowed to buy him out at a reduced rate. The fuck? And it, why I, was that ever allowed to stand? Why was Kovalchuk allowed to do what he did? Can you refresh? Well, the Devils. Remember, he like he signed the big deal, and then he like retired and went to the KHL. Oh, and also, let's not forget that the Devils were fined, and then they they were fined draft picks, like first round, and draft then the draft picks. picks were oh, we'll give them back to you. They gave them back. Because he retired. So this to me, anyway, so that's that's examples. So if you hit, NFL. if you if you punch Dude, someone in the yeah. face and bro- break their nose mm-hmm. and you have to go to. And you're my dog. And you, yes. And you got to go to jail for it. Mm-hmm. If your nose heals faster, do you get out of jail earlier? I don't think so. Probably not. This is my point. That's so, a really weird comparison. So, but I'll, I'll work. I'm just, listen, I didn't want to make it about like murder or something, right? I want to be like something that didn't actually happened to. to you. So with this <laughs> one, I'm like, if I am at the illegal office. And our, we, we purposely don't have a bar set so no one can hold us to a standard. We don't have a standard, so you can't hold us to it. It's a really smart move by the NHL. <laughs> but on this one, it's Tony D'Angelo. Why are we blocking a Tony D'Angelo well, trade? It's, it's something that is, trades are good. This is a notable player. This is a player that played well in Carolina. They don't want the other system. GMs to be upset. About, about what? what? Uh, like, any of them, Gives, are any of them like, oh man, we really wanted Tony D'Angelo? There's CBA language and the and other GMs don't want an exception to be made for the Flyers and Kane. Except for all the exceptions that they make for guys like Lou yeah, but, but to your point, like case by case basis, they're going to raise up their arms and say, hey, in this case, there's language that says you can't retain within a year and trade them back, even though like all the other circumstantial evidence says that this isn't cap circumvention. There's language, you can't do it. So I think the NHL might I just be like, wait till July 9th and see if you want to want to do the deal then. That's such semantics. I, but, but literally, like, literally. It's semantics. literally. No, <laughs> but and, like, and here's the thing. Wait two fucking weeks and the deal's going to happen anyway. Just to prove it. What? What is? What was the master plan here? So, okay, we have D'Angelo who makes a million. Yeah. We're going to trade him to the Flyers. <laughs> this is all part of our master plan. We're going to trade him to the Flyers. He's going to sign a contract with the Flyers. Mm-hmm. The Flyers are going to pay him $5 million for him and the whole team to be absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. Then, ha, <laughs> we're going to turn around and send him back to Carolina. Mm-hmm. After for, firing our GM. At a reduced rate that doesn't help us. So what? It doesn't help. Them. Why would the Flyers pay several draft picks and $5 million for a useless year's worth of 
Tony D'Angelo. Dude, they thought they were going to be good with him. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Chuck Fletcher did. Chuck Fletcher did. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. We're going to fire the guy who made the deal in between. Like, Carolina didn't sign that contract. So, laundering what? They fired the general manager who made the initial trade. You know what? You sold me on this. Why are they holding this deal up? This is fucking stupid. This is it's really the fucking NHL. stupid. And they, they're like, we have language against this. How would it be cap circumvention, though? It's not. Like, but they're, they're holding 50% back. It's not. It's cap. We're fucked. But they have language that says that this scenario would be cap circumvented. <laughs> so I don't know. if. And gonna- what gets me about the fucking quote is like, they're going to meet in Nashville this yeah. week. Pick up the phone, Gary, Bill, whoever whoever decides this. It take here's a five minute fucking phone call. Hey, Steve asks this question all the time, and I have to I have to say, what the fuck do you guys do all day? What are you doing? What are you doing? That that where that like that um reporting in there I thought was interesting too. That they're waiting till today and tomorrow because they're all going to be in the same room. Yeah, why don't we just talk about it? They can call them over. They can say, Briere, get over here. We're going to talk to you. Gary wants Bill Daly send his henchmen to go talk to you, and they'll probably have it solved this week, or they make him wait till the NHL cares more about this than they do about. Yeah. Night, night jerseys. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I can't believe this sometimes, yeah. man. It's just so stupid. Just so like, like they could be talking about it right oh. now and have it all solved, but the it's NHL, ridiculous. The NHL loves fucking with new GMs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and part of me wonders if this is like just to wag their finger at Danny Breer. And don't go, you go making mm, too many moves. Don't go man. thinking you can do anything, but like forgetting that on the other end of it is Don Waddell. Who's been there since like the sun was invented? I, I think if this like, is Lou and Don Waddell, is this even a problem? No, absolutely not. Right? No. Is the, the deal done on like, Saturday? Lou would be like, Gary, you know those pictures I have of you? Yeah. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna make this deal happen. Thank no, you. No, he would just send them a picture of two concrete shoes <laughs> that, that are just his size. Yo, can you imagine how terrifying just getting a Lou Lamorello selfie from Lou Lamorello would yeah, be? Yeah, concrete. You just, you just. Takes yeah. a picture of his face, sends it through. I don't know if he knows how to do that. He gets a he gets an assistant. Yeah, uh, on a secure line, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sir, landline. It, it appears you have uh, been mailed a Polaroid from one go. L. Lamorella. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he knows how to text a selfie. That's the Polaroid. <laughs> if this is Kyle Dubis, how not is this a? Oh, it never happened. It oh. would- <laughs> Never happened. They wouldn't even. They'd make him wait till like next July. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 oh! Kyle's coming. Here, shh, shh, shh. Boop. Whatever it is, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how it felt. Yeah, Penguins fans, I hope you're ready to have absolutely every fucking neat idea nixed by the league. Yeah. Because someone somewhere got upset. If this is the Leafs, oh man, this never gets approved. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting um, it's 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 an interesting thing to get snagged on. And this is so why when you say when we said, hey, the NHL is really getting some cool trades, and they are. Uh, uh, but it's like, how do we stand in the way of this? Let's 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 not have a trade to talk about. Let's not generate news. Let's just simply know. Let's let's save that news. Especially for the media outlets that are partners. And I'm going to speak selfishly here. July 9th. Everybody wants to hear about the D'Angelo trade on fucking July 9th. 
I bet TSN and Sportsnet will be thrilled. Elliot and fucking Bob McKenzie wheeling out back from the cottage like, okay, the, the trade happened and it was because of the reasons that Bob we said that it would. Okay, bye. not leaving the cottage. No, <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. Just fuck me, man. Uh, it's just brutal. But anyway. Um, <laughs> we got like three weeks for a trade for no reason. Yeah. A bad one, too. It's not yeah. even a good trade. Not for it's, no reason, for a bad reason. It's a more reason to dunk on Chuck Fletcher. That's about it. I'd be yeah. curious... Uh, like what the argument is like i i know you're talking about the language mm -hmm. but is the language specific enough because we have a contract that was not signed mm -hmm. prior to the deal if carolina signed him to a deal trade him to the flyers and less than a year later the flyers try to retain salary and trade him back i know that that's illegal i know that you can't do that and it's reasonable that that's illegal and it's reasonable that you can't do that. But if the Flyers signed him, then what's the problem? Yeah. And the guy who signed that contract isn't even employed. Isn't anymore. even employed there. Yeah. It makes no sense, but I think they're going to be a stickler because there's language and it's stupid. Mm -hmm. But if we just look at the scenario, there's no reason this trade shouldn't have happened on Saturday. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason. But the NHL loves their little rules and going over the CBA with the finest comb and saying, hey, don't do that. This says you can't really do that. I don't know. So That's it. Wait it out. Sounds like the Flyers are trying to get better right under our nose. Now, here, let's let's devil's advocate this. Mm. Could you, in theory, convince a team, okay, we have a restricted free agent like they did with Tony D'Angelo. Sign him to this. We're going to essentially loan him to you for a year. Yep. Then you re retain salary and send him back. If is, the year is passes, that the worry. If the year passes, then it's free reign, right? It's the twelve month window. Yeah, I guess that's the word. That's what it says in CBA. You can't do it within twelve months. I guess they're worried about someone being extra sneaky, but yeah. like he played there for a year. Mm -hmm. He played there a full season. Mm -hmm. He could have missed out on a Stanley Cup. He kind of come well. They made it to the third round. They didn't yeah. win a game, but you know, mm -hmm. they got close enough. I just uh, serious question: Why does Carolina want him? I don't know. Other than he's cheap. Well, at two point five, he'd be cheap. Well, that's yeah. what I mean, right? Uh, and and then the other thing is like he did play well, but they had to shelter him within their system, which is a great system. Yeah, well, so they're looking at potentially getting rid of Brett Pesci. Right, and, so that is interesting. But I don't think replacing Brett Pesci with Tony D'Angelo was the move. I wonder if they looked at how their playoff run ended and if they said, hey, Tony D'Angelo is kind of something we were missing there. He wasn't good for Carolina in the playoffs. Or no, it was Carolina tore his ass up when he was with the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, but, then they got him. Yeah, but a player like Tony D would help in the series versus Florida. I don't think he would. I unreal offensive player. Yeah. Unreal. Well, okay. How much help do you need then? Because I was told by Rod, Rod Brindamore that we got swept, but we didn't get swept. Yeah. So in theory, if you're actually going to listen to Rod the Bod, you should just be able to play that series over again and win it. But obviously, that's not what you think. So, like to me, D'Angelo and Brent Burns are two players who. I mean, Brent Burns has passed his best defensively, but they can both put up a ton of points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are, are you going to have two right-handed guys from the back end on the power play? And you put Slavin and Shea 
Brady Shea. Like, but this is your do do? this is your Calvin DeHaan, Shane Goss's bear replacement, right? Because you're losing those two, maybe to UFA, and oh, uh, for sure. And then you both. bring in at two point five Tony D'Angelo to fill in that slot. I guess, in fairness, I didn't really understand the Goss's bear acquisition from them, and he worked out okay. But it's just something about Tony D'Angelo and uh, Brent Burns playing both playing the right side mm -hmm. but it's carolina and they're silly geese so you never know maybe brent burns is getting traded i don't know right there was also um i think it was merrick on 32 thoughts said um max patcheretti's not coming back he's a ufa and they don't plan on resigning him so well that would somebody... cost the money and that would be a problem if you uh <laughs> if you look at what the fucking what they put their captain through uh, Jordan Stahl signed that extension this weekend. It was a four-year, eleven point six million. So he makes like two point nine a year. Oh, it's official. It's official. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. But it was it, it. Everybody was good with it except for the owner, mm -hmm. who was not good with it. He's like, that's simply too much. I couldn't imagine spending money, and he does spend money. But he, the thing about Tom Dundon and money is you're going to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Like, look at what Brendan Moore had to go through to get himself and the coaching staff, like a slight raise. So you're just the 90s Bruins. Like, you're just so close and you will not spend on getting over that hump. Like, you're just... I mean, they spend. They're going to spend, spend on, on July 1st. We're going to hear Sebastian Ajo signs a giant contract. Yep. You know, oh. that's going to happen. And Svechnikov had his last year, even though he's injured. Um, so you, he, you he could argue something. well you could easily argue they should have done better if they were healthy but fifths and butts and all that bullshit mm -hmm. is, it's hockey and that happens man mm -hmm. it's it's weird how like they have such a successful team but they operate on this weird budget adding you're right about the spending money thing like well it's well, just tom dundon being a fucking rich guy right but, yeah but that, that's all it is. like like let's let's be let's be real about that like he he purposely grinds people because that's what got him where he is but you gotta if you if you're gonna be cheaper than almost everybody else you got to be smarter than almost everybody else right but and if they usually not, are yeah and they usually are but if yeah. you're not willing to spend on young executives who are up and coming in the league eric tulski who's it sounds like he's going to leave any day now. Is right? he? Well, who's going to get not literally GM. any day now, but like he's up for, for every GM. Job. You mean I want him here so you mean bad. July first when Kyle Dubas is no longer interim general manager and Eric Tulski is general manager oh, of the Pittsburgh fuck Penguins? Me could be because sorry that looks like that. something that might be in the cards in the future. No, it could be no to steal oh. divisional rival. Like basically, what I'm saying is you're going to, you know, if you're not willing to spend money on the ice or in the boardroom, you're going to lose guys. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. well, you never know. Try it. Try it. Don't spend on anybody. And I, they got close enough. I'd like to go to the third round, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, not swept, but Jordan you know. Stahl's camp, according to TSN and Sportsnet, both articles, uh, uh, Jordan Stahl's camp was very flexible. Uh, Tom Dundon was not. <laughs> but he did get a modified no trade, I think, in the, yeah. in the thing. So that's good. He got a no movement clause. No, no move. Yeah. An NMC. Okay. And that and the NMC is don't fucking phone me. By the way. Text me. Don't email me. I am not leaving. Jordan Stahl uh, makes, uh, will make next year $600,000 less than Alex Kerfoot. I hate you. The, the barometer up. for free agency this year is Alex no. Kerfoot's contract with the Leafs last year. That's I want no, I want that in perspective so, no. because I was told for four years that that guy had value and he didn't. So not at that value this year, not at that value this year. Happy for him though. So I, I 
earlier in the show, I was talking about how there aren't any like real albatross contracts anymore. With who? Uh, Around the league. Like just around the league, there aren't as many like true bombs. Like just. Listen, you you would not be saying that if Bobrovsky hadn't gone on the run. But regular season, Bobrovsky's been a bomb. We talked about this earlier. Where were you then? Yeah, where were you? Well, I because I I, I wasn't disagreeing with what you were saying. You're saying there's no albatross. That's an albatross. Now, now, wait, though. Okay. So we could have a free agency class similar to 2016's, potentially. Yep. Because, I mean, a bunch of good players available. Yeah. All those guys in 2016 who were signed were good players, Mm -hmm. at least at the time. But they are going to sign bloated, big old piece of shit contracts. And all you've said for the last month is the cap's going to go up. The cap's going to go up. The cap's going to go up. It's true. So all these players are going to be signing for, you know, they're going to be signing the cap's going to go up deals. Which could make them shorter. It could Could. be. There could be a lot of Gavrikov out there. Because remember, he could have gone to the open market. The Kings wanted him for longer. And they were probably willing to pay him more for longer. But uh, he and his agent said no. Well, absolutely not. I, we're, 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 the cap is going to go up like, what, eight or nine million in the next two years? Why would we sign? I keep going back to Bunting. He has never made over a million dollars in a year, <laughs> right? And that's, uh, you know, multi 20 goal scorer. He had 60 points, Calder nomination, uh, whatever asterisk you want to put on it. Like, if I'm him, I'm signing for the dough. I, because I need it. I took that contract in Toronto, one, to be a Leaf, I think. Yeah. Um, but two, I know I'm going to play in their top six and I'm going to get a million points and I'm going to be able to cash in. Cash in, young men. Do it. But some of those contracts are going to stink. Dude, I love Barbashev. The, the, the contract's going to stink. The numbers they're talking about with it and the term. Seven. Eight years. Uh? Well, eight years to resign. Yeah, or, well, seven, you know, potentially. But whatever, max term. Uh, Orlov, great player. All right. Here he is at $7 million. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what? That. A lot of people said that about Hampus Lindholm when he signed his extension in Boston. He's been great. You know, because he, he, first off, he played with the shitty Ducks. And also, there were some injuries. Injuries, yeah. But he has come back and been the Hampus Lindholm of old. He's been really good. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Uh, I doubt I am. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I also doubt that in uh, all situations. Another move from another aggressive team that is still pending is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, evidently, as of today, they are working on an extension before the deal goes through. However, there has been a slight sneeze. Ah. And the Montreal Canadiens are still in it. Renaud Lavoie of uh, TVA. Um, who is a very good insider uh, and a very trustworthy one. There, there are a group that you trust and there are a group where you're like, and uh, he, I, I trust him. Uh, there are multiple pieces and players going to Winnipeg. Winnipeg wants to remain uh, competitive. They do not want to rebuild. They, I guess retool would be the right word or just maintain status quo. They don't want to be bad. But the mm-hmm. names being thrown out there are Gabe Velarde and Alex Iafalo. Uh Ken, Sportsnet's Ken Weeb uh, also added that Jansen Harkins could be involved as well. Um, He's on the Jets. Yeah. Uh, so that could be part of the the move. Like, you know, Winnipeg gives more. Someone had a tweet. It's like uh, between Dursey, Iafalo, and Velarde, Rob Blake hates Italians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Athletics Murat Attes has also said that Dubois could be headed there as well. They are talking contract extension. 
Uh, things are well on their way as of last night. But then this morning uh, from Pierre Lebrun, the Habs have tried. It sounds like they're just simply not a great fit for the Jets because the team doesn't want to rebuild. And apparently what the Jets wanted back from the Canadians is Kirby Doc. And what they're what the Canadians are saying is, no, we want Suzuki, Doc, and Dubois. Yeah. That's, that's what we want. So the fact that there's multiple teams now has changed this entirely, um, which is great news for Jets fans. Because the way we were talking about this at first is like, oh, yeah, they're going to get like a second round pick maybe for Dubois because there's only one team he wants to go to. As soon as it became evident that that wasn't true, you're able to ask for fair value. Well, maybe for that a changed. Second line center. In maybe the that just changed, by the way. Maybe. I don't think that, that that was. Listen, there's a reason the guy was in Montreal last year. He expected there to be a trade. It almost happened. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't blame Pierre-Luc Dubois one bit for wanting to play in Montreal. That's his hometown team. Um, questionable sometimes the way he's gone about it, but at the end of the day, whatever. Uh, I th- you like the pictures of him at uh, the Grand Prix. I did. Yeah. Yeah. He was week. in Montreal. Yeah. I got yeah. a bunch of like, there was actually people like listeners there who were like, oh. who saw him and took pictures and like, he's here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, he's allowed. <laughs> and, and like sent me. Allowed. Yeah. I'm like, well, he's at the, so is Marner. He's not going to Montreal. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he is. Start oh. the rumors. Uh, but, but, you know, with, with Dubois, what's interesting is that, um, you've got it, it. There is a better fit there than even you would think because Anze Kopitar is getting older. And I think when you have, and he's, listen, ageless, but he's yeah. got a lot of miles, two Stanley Cups. He wants to get his third. Wouldn't it be nice to spread some of those minutes around? Dubois, Kopitar. Dano. Dano. Ugly. And Byfield. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> That's yes. Friggin' good team. Well, man. and I, a lot of people were wondering, would Byfield go the other way? Yeah. Absolutely not. The second overall pick? He's like 6'4", scoring potential. No way. No way. I'd never do that. Okay. I know Kings fans are waiting for Byfield to take a little bit of a step here. Like, I know he got into a whole bunch of games. He played like half season last year. He had a good year, back half. Yeah, he had a good second half of the season. The injuries have kind of derailed him for uh, quite a bit. And he's still only 20. You know, you expect a little more out of a pick that high at this point, but there's still time to room room to grow for Byfield. I am not. And he had a good good low playoffs. I'm not comparing these players in terms of talent. Stop comparing them. But Byfield and Robertson, two guys from I think the same draft. Um, you know, we put these wild expectations on them, and they had weird development because they were playing in the AHL, even though they shouldn't have been playing in the AHL, and they got injured. Like, there's lots of similarities about their trajectory, and everyone's calling them, you know, washed or a disappointment at 20, like at the end of their second professional year. Uh, Give it a fucking second. Redraft the top five picks from the 2020 draft. Alexis Lafreniere, Quinton Byfield, Timmy Stusla, who came to the Senators from the Eric Carlson deal. Lucas Raymond and Jake Sanderson, also to the Senators. And then I'm not going to give you anybody else. Top five, redraft those players. Sanderson went to the Senators, right? Yep. yep. Uh, I think Stutzla's first, and there's no question. I still don't think you can go wrong with Byfield. You draft an enormous center. Number two. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Adam, I want yours after Steve's. Jake Sanderson looked good with the Sens. He did. he did. He did. I might go him third. 
I'm not going to be stupid. I'm going to say Lafreniere fourth hmm. and Raymond fifth. Because people forget Raymond was unreal as a rookie. Mm-hmm. This season last year stunk. Oh, <laughs> boo. No, it didn't stink. The first half stunk. You're being mean. Adam, what's your redraft? You give you the go, names again. Go trade Tavares for him, Jesse. I will. <laughs> I will again. Every time I will do that. It went Lafreniere, Byfield, Stutzla, Raymond, Sanderson. Steve went Stutzla, Byfield. I agree. Sanderson, Lafreniere, Raymond. There's nice. I put Raymond ahead of Lafreniere. I'm not blown away with Lafreniere. I, Steve, I, what was your four five, or your three four? Uh, three. I had Sanderson three. Sanderson three. Okay. And then Lafreniere four. Lafreniere four. And then, okay. And so then, we're. Uh, uh, and Adam, what's yours? I would. I would have almost the same. The first two, absolutely. Third, Sanderson's three for sure. Okay, so you have the uh, same top three. And then we've got who was the who were the it was Lafreniere and. Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond, I'd take before Lafreniere. I'm not a. Oh. I you know maybe I'm wrong in this. Um, a little low on Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. I still think Byfield could be the best of all of them. Yes, I agree. 100%. And listen, he's not there. just because he, he's such a pure center it's, too. It's, and that's if the, he develops in that role. His underlying numbers were really stupid. I think that there has to be room for this, right? Like you know, when I say I'm low on Lafreniere, it doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. Uh, in fact, it probably means he's a Hall of Famer. But the guy's got uh, 216 <laughs> games. He's got 91 points. And I wonder if Lafreniere is like a Nico Heischer type. Uh, not a bad player. Very good player. Um, if, you know, maybe Nolan Patrick without the injuries. You know, sometimes a first overall pick turns into a pretty damn good NHLer, but maybe not McDavid, Matthews, yep. Eichel, whatever See, you want. Yep. Heischer... He sure does a lot for the Devils in a prominent role. Absolutely. And Lafreniere can't even really be a top half complimentary player. Mm-hmm. He struggled. Now again, really though, though. And on a team with a ton of support. He's 21. Oh, man. Is We've there- seen him get chances. That's the unfortunate thing. That... That on a very good team, yes. That first overall tag is such a boat anchor on him, yeah. Because, like, let's say it's Stutzla who is having the struggles that Lavernier has had mm-hmm. because he's a third overall pick and not first. It's so much easier to trade him for another top prospect who, like, it, you know, also just could use a change of scenery, mm-hmm. sort of thing. But when you get rid of a first overall pick, oh, that's so tough. I'm, I'm looking at some of this stuff, guys. I don't even know if I take, and I and again, I'm not trying to just dump on Lafreniere for no reason. But if we're really redrafting the 2020 draft, I don't know if I take Lafreniere in the top ten. Who else we got? That's a little much. Stutzla, Lucas Raymond, Dawson Mercer, Lafreniere, Seth Jarvis, Anton Lindell, Jamie Drysdale, Jack Quinn, Cole Perfetti, Quinton Byfield. These are just in terms of points. Jake Sanderson. Um, like there's there's some good, really, really good players. Okay, maybe he makes the top 10, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's in the... He's not in my top five. So uh, Lafreniere... Seth like, Jarvis, absolutely. What was his draft year? 2020. 2020. No, no. Uh, sorry. I mean, like, what were his stats for the 1920 season? Um, for I'm trying to figure out uh, 112 and 52 games. Yeah, that's pretty good. The Q. I feel Q, for Lafreniere. Never know. Yeah, because of the way Gerard Gallant messed with that lineup for the first two years of his. Career. That's a good point. Gerard Gallant, his favorite thing to do is, hey, 
every single game, you're going to have a different line mate. Mm. And that can't be good for a player like Lafreniere and his development. You know, when they had the kid line going, that was effective and he refused to stick with anything at any one time. So I wonder if there's a more stable situation coming in New York and maybe he can get acclimatized to uh, the NHL game a little better. I think you bet on your guy. You bet on your guy that you pick first overall. Yeah. Because what are the odds you win that trade? Like and if you lose it, it's going to be catastrophic mm-hmm. because then you gave up a first overall pick for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And like when you when you when you look at those top five players, I definitely don't think just based on what we've seen out of these players, like right right now, I don't think he comes out top four. Like I I don't think I think Byfield's going to develop into the pure center. Uh, Timmy Stutz is incredible already. Lucas Raymond's only trending up. Like Jake Sanderson looks amazing. It's hard for Lafreniere now to jump that, but he should have probably been a third or fourth overall pick and not the number one. And you're so right about that's going to be a boat anchor. But the Q, you got to know with the Q, there's always a risk. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Does have a thing. He probably should have went three or four. (sighs) Oh, now saying that, Watch him just step out on the ice uh, in October and and put together a hundred point season. Oh, yeah, yeah, we maybe, can all go fuck maybe. ourselves. Honestly, like <laughs> you know, just put up or shut up sort of year. It is kind yeah. of breakout year. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I so my book isn't isn't written on him, but I oh, feel like none of these guys. No, you can't. Twenty twenty, it was three years ago. Like we yeah. can't put judgments on their career. And yeah, I, let's I, do it. Let's do a way too early judgment on children. And I called it at the time, man. Uh, the development of a lot of these guys picked in like these twenty. 18, 19, 20, 21 drafts. It's going to be a little fucked. You're right. And I, the other thing I want to throw in there, Steve, is, is not just that, but the NHL changed so drastically from 2010 to 2015. Mm. What, what was expected out of players in 2010 versus what was expected out of players in 2015, 2016, it was a completely different league. Completely different. You had analytics. You had fighters going out of the league, no longer a part, you know, major parts of teams. Um, and so what, what happened was... There was a, and I hate to put it this way, but there was like a calling of the people that could not hack it at the NHL level anymore because the game changed very quickly. Then you bring in a new generation of young guys who are instantly good at it. But here's the problem. All those instantly good guys are all still very, very good. And so what we're seeing now is from 2016 to now, yes, the game has changed, but I would say relatively it's the same. Hmm. You know, there's some, there's tweaks here and there, but better shooters, small, fast, speedy. Is yeah. usually sort of, you know, I know some people still value size and I get well, why. Big guys are fast now, too. They, they are. Yeah. And they like Tage Tom. OK, right? that's what I was about to say. So but <laughs> but the reason that the development curve might take a little bit longer is because these guys are doing what the other guys have had time to develop and do, which they stood out a lot more in a league that was a lot slower. Now they don't stand out because they're all the same. That's right. And it's going to take them a bit to get now. The special talents are the Tage Thompson's who are six, seven and also speedy and have the most incredible hands in the world. Also another great case study and not giving up on your prospects too soon. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was nothing. Dude. He was a non factor. Yeah. Healthy scratch. I wasn't he unprotected in the expansion draft. I would think so. I don't remember. He was just a non-factor. And then he's like, oh, I'm uh, one of the best players in the league now. Yeah. <laughs> now I have the dirtiest hands out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like bigger Mario Lemieux. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry about that. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of almost 40 goals. Actually nowhere. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a couple of like lifestyle things. First off, Jesse, um, the Golden Knights mm. uh, yesterday. Uh, we're spotted getting tattoos. 
Uh, Jack Eichel was actually taken. There was a picture taken in the air. air and, and you know what's great is with this picture, there's a K Jewelers in the background. So they got it done at a mall. And nice. Mall tats are, that's where it's at. And they're all getting the Golden Knights sort of thing on their leg. And I just wanted to, as a tattooed man, both of you are, both of you have tattoos. <laughs> uh, I would like to know from both of you uh, how you rate these tattoos. Okay. Well, it's not a... I have it in your text, Jesse, if you need Oh, you sent it? Awesome. Yep. I did, I did. Up there. So front of the quad, mm -hmm. I, I think would be... That's where they're doing it. I'm pretty way. sure that's like a less painful spot mm -hmm. to get tatted up is it i don't know i'm pretty sure well there's a few spots that like think of where you would not want to be pinched that's <laughs> all the spots that hurt to get or hit with a paintball so outside of the arm not oh. so bad inside of the arm ooh, that fucking hurts near the armpit that hurts even more ribs that fucking hurts like quad that's all right yeah as far as tattoos go yeah absolutely Jesse, you having trouble over there? Or? Which means yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights are yeah, soft. Ah, they're soft and should have their cup taken back. So here's got it in the soft. This there. is Jack Eichel's new tattoo on his thigh. Um, now the 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 by the way, the purple is just the outline, right? Like that's that's sort of, the stencil. Yeah. yeah. So what do we think? Can we zoom? Can we zoom in on that a little bit more here? Is this a good more? Do we like more this small tat? More thigh. He's got a big canvas to work with. Those are some. Some thick thighs. Some some good yams. Can I get to the yams? Well, it's just completely so pasty, though. Yeah. <laughs> so pasty. Yeah, for a guy that lives in Vegas. I mean, you know? Yeah, but like who's going out and, you know, you're not running around Nevada in a Speedo, right? I guess not. Yeah, if you're boring. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I Jesse and I go, we always wear Speedos notoriously. Exactly. And they don't kick us out of any establishment because it's Vegas. <laughs> They let you smoke inside. Forget what you're wearing. Yeah. Anyway. Good tat? It's, it's a decent tat. I've seen worse. Yeah. Does he have any other tattoos? I don't know. Doesn't. From this picture, you can't really tell. Yeah. None that I can see. <laughs> I mean, it's probably less painful than recovering from neck surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. These is. guys do stupid, painful shit all they the do. time. They do. They do. Like, you're right. Tattoo. You're right. That's nothing. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. If you win the Stanley Cup, like, I don't care what the fuck you do. That's pretty sick. Now, this is very important, though. Are your friends shitheads? Because if they know about that, that's a great slapping area. Oh, if you have shitty friends, it's a great area to slap. And what sucks is if you try to duck out of the way, there's a really good chance they hit you in the balls. <laughs> so do you want to get slapped in your tattoo or slapped in the balls? You don't want to get slapped at either. Jack, I hope you're safe and surrounded by loving family and friends because you don't want to get slapped in the freshly recovered tattoo or ball. Uh, also, uh, Connor McDavid, and I just sent Jesse the, the the Instagram post on this. Connor McDavid is engaged. Hey! Uh, he hasn't posted on his Instagram yet, although he's not like always active on social media. No. But his fiance now, Lauren Kyle, did. And uh, they had the full, you know, cottage, um, cottage proposal. Uh, you can kind of see there, and they had a photographer on site, which is very nice, very I pretty. They got a picture with the dog <laughs> wearing a suit on a dock. I think maybe she saw it coming. <laughs> I think a lot of people like to see it coming because they got to take a picture with the the wedding ring on, and they want their nails to be done properly. Uh, that was something Natalie was like, "Listen, I don't ask for much, but make sure my nails are done." 
And I was like, okay. Oh, the dog was there. That dog's a subtly do that. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, good for Connor. Yeah, so happy for him. They've okay. been together a long time. I actually remember uh, she and I lived in the same building, and I would see him out front. <laughs> of you did. Yeah, no, but like it was like he was. This is like when he was on his rookie deal. Like this is not oh, yeah. you know twelve million dollars. Oh, he was David. broke. We yeah, were both we renting out the top of the rip. Broke ass Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah. Take me back to the old days. He had a he was broke ass. He had a white. Uh, four-door Porsche, uh, the car version. Oh, and he parked it next bug. to your Porsche, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. When you guys were both renting out the top of the Ritz. That's right when I was driving my $3,000 BMW. Remember that? Remember uh, my red BMW? I had a, I had a BMW yes. SUV. Oh, yeah. yes. For like a month. Terrible. Yeah. The worst car I've ever Isn't owned. that the car that you totaled? Oh. No, no, that was a Nissan Z. Oh, yeah, the silver some, bullet. Yeah, somebody crushed it. So me. you and McDavid chilled. Yeah, but I remember like I was I remember walking outside. I'm like, is that fucking Connor McDavid? And then she walked out. I was like, oh, I guess we live in the same building. That's wild. He said, is that fucking Steve Dangle? And you go, no, I'm it's I'm I'm Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, okay. And then he left. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're wealthier, God. Dangle. Oh, no, no, <laughs> um, the uh, the Coyotes had a bit of a weekend. We should mention Sean Dursey. I did a little bit of a breakdown uh, on uh, SDPN's channel. Um, Sean Dursey traded to the Coyotes because apparently, and this is the biggest news, they've put out the word, okay, we're ready to assemble the team now. I just want to give a shout out. We hammer the Coyotes so often, and I got to tell you, it is... Always deserved. <laughs> Absolutely always deserved. Ask me if I regret a word of it. No, I do not. Right. Always deserved. Please try. Yeah. I need to give them a shout out for trying. Yeah. Shout out the Arizona yeah. for trying in a trade and making a good one. John yeah. Dersey. Not bad. We also didn't talk about the biggest news, hockey news today, which is the signing they made. Well, I'm getting getting to that. OK, was, no, no we should have led the show with that. With Connor Ingram, because Steve was right about Connor. Connor Ingram. Ingram. I was right. Connor Ingram. Uh, you know, his. No I feel bad reading out his numbers because it's not fair. But 613 and eight with a 337 goals against average. But here's the thing. 907 save percentage. That is above the Coyotes. league average. Yeah. That's and you really know what good. is fair? $1.9 million yeah. Oh, yeah. over three years. Well, and that's quite a bit of change for Connor Ingram. Quite a bit of change. But so it's the Coyotes trying is the moves they make to acquire guys, but it's also the moves they make um, to keep. So they're keeping Ingram. And I keep talking about, oh, Corral Vimalka, Corral Vimalka, move Corral Vimalka. I don't think they're going to do it. And now they just got this really solid tandem where I think if they add a handful of players, it's going to be difficult for them to bottom out. Yeah, yeah. Vimelka Ingram. That's like, oh. Hey, wow. both of them were well above league average on a team designed specifically to stink. That's like having Wah and Broder on the same team. You know, <laughs> you know what? Team Canada? Uh, I, I actually, I like it. I like it. I think, by the way, the LA Kings needed to make a move with Dursey. They've got two really good prospects coming up. But I think Dursey's interesting because he is mobile and can run a power play and, and that sort of thing. But my question in the video was, who are they going to surround him with? Because remember, Clayton Keller's dad tweeted, he's never playing in Arizona again. And then, like, wait a second, that's not his Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, no, in no way is that reflective of how happy people are here. Clayton's really fucking happy here, aren't you, Clayton? <sighs> Say it! Um, but I'm happy for Sean Dursey, too, because he's a really good guy. 
Um, you, you think he'll get some ice time? I think he'll get. Well, he was getting 19 minutes a night in L.A. Wow. So he's going to get like 23, 24 in Arizona. Another guy who's like fairly young still. Yeah. People gave me shit in the comments because I said he was sound defensively and and uh, uh, they attributed it to his defensive partner more than him. And here's why I don't believe you. Uh, when <laughs> Jake Muzzin what? was in Toronto and playing, um, people said that Jake Muzzin wasn't as good defensively without Justin Hall. Because the numbers they said supported that. That was a thing that people said in 2020. Uh, when you oh, when you have Muzzin without Hall, he stinks. And so when I see numbers like that, I'm like, mm, uh, I'll take LA Kings. For, uh, I'll take a little bit of that. I'll take a little bit of that. But but don't necessarily believe all the numbers because it was not. Strangely enough, you'll be shocked by this outcome. Jake Muzzin that was made better by Justin Hall. Well, that, that never happened. Well, so I, I, you know, I just want to throw that out there that it can sometimes be the player, even if they drive you crazy. Now, keep this in mind, like they're going to be prepared for when they're right. Mm -hmm. And I do think they're going to be right in the short term. Yeah, uh, because I mean, who would you rather yeah. be the Kings or the Coyotes? Yeah, exactly. Agreed. So, Jersey's going to get a bigger opportunity, but that also means he's he's going to fuck up more. Yeah, he's yeah. going to fuck up a lot on a, on a terrible team. That's fine. This team, yeah. they need to start speeding this thing up because they need to have one, a competent team and two, a building for when Dylan Genther, uh, Connor Geeky and uh, Aku Ratu. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that correctly? I believe. Is it Aku or Atu? Atu Ratu. Yeah. Anyways, when those three are ready, because like there's a there's a nice little young core that's building within the Coyotes because they've had so many draft picks, they're gonna eventually start hitting on some of them. And when all of these guys are getting ready, they need to be able to get players into the system who aren't their own picks. Yes, I think they read Twitter and they saw, hey, they have more draft picks than they do signed <laughs> players. <Yeah. laughs> and so someone in the front office went, wait. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Trade some. Let's yeah. Let's <laughs> trade some. And why? Why not? Mm -hmm. Like, if listen, uh, we keep ragging on the Coyotes because they have simply not operated like an NHL team. But if they've acquired all this draft capital and they intend to actually use it to make their team better, look out. They're not going to yeah. use all those picks. They're going to trade those some of those picks. No, you and they, they've started the process. Even know? if you did. Like, let's say you did use all of those picks and you hit all of them. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even keep all those players. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they need they need not veteran players, but NHLers who've been around for a while to play with all of these picks. Yeah. And you can't just have an army of children. No, it doesn't work like we've seen teams try and it doesn't work that way. No, like, well, every successful team has had like a semi army of children and they've mm -hmm. surrounded them with. Like, semi army of children. Semi army of children. Yeah. They've surrounded them with like gray beards. Like, who's your gray beard? Clayton Keller? Well, he's not. I, I still think they're going to trade him because I think they can get a lot for him. Well, and there's all these rumors about Nick Schmaltz. And yeah. Well, who's left after that? Well, who could uh, Sean Corral Hersey, I guess. I guess. You're, yeah. They're around the stage where you need to start adding because in three years you're going to have a bunch of young guys. And you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't want to have to trade them like you traded all the guys you did in the previous couple of seasons. And look at Columbus, um, who struggles to acquire players. And listen, I don't really know if anyone's signing with the Coyotes um, because they love it. Mm -mm. Yeah, I want to play in front of fucking no one. Yeah. Let's no. You're gonna have to trade for these guys. Yeah. 
So, and even drafting players isn't a guarantee you'll have them right away. Look at Connor Geeky, right? So, uh, I I do think it's time for them to put on their big boy pants, yeah. so to speak. They but can't have good. they can't have like five um, Jacob Chickrens where it's a young talent you develop them and then you're not ready to be competitive, so you got to trade them. Like you can't keep doing that forever. You need to eventually surround the pieces with pieces. Yeah, and so. they cleared space recently, and I was like, okay, I guess they're just super duper bottoming out they're digging well, the, the weird to the earth's crust now like what, <laughs> no i like it, maybe they're gonna actually try to compete yeah, they have the arena they've uh they've only spent 53 million on the cap as of today and that's with Voracek at 8.25 oh. little at 5.29 both of those one more year and shea weber three more years at 7.875 <laughs> and a little bit of oel dead cap space too so oh. you know it's it's uh Listen, I'm I'm excited for Coyotes fans. I am. I said it in the video. I, Jersey's a good pickup. You start from there. Still bad, but start from there. I want an arena in Scottsdale. Yeah. Uh, speaking of arenas, uh, Monumental Sports and Entertainment, uh, who we talked about last week, they own the uh, Wizards. They own the Capitals. And apparently they are looking at leaving Washington. Uh, moving to Northern Virginia, which is just down the street. Uh, they want to get closer to the Amazon headquarters for some reason. I guess there's some land out there, but they want to build a new arena and Virginia lower taxes than D.C. Uh, a lot the, uh, the Washington football team, the commanders, <laughs> I forgot what they're... They it should be the commandos. They should, they, should, be, they should have stuck they should as the Washington underwear. football team. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was one of the coolest names of yeah, football. I like that. And they, they got rid of it because... Fucking Dan Snyder sucks. But he was looking at buying land in the same uh, general area of Northern Virginia uh, to move the team over there. Huh? Yeah. So it's it's I don't I feel bad because I don't know if DC fans are like, hey, you're leaving us or if it's just, I mean, if it's close enough where it doesn't matter. Virginia, Maryland and uh, DC are all pretty close. But I I still imagine it'd be a gigantic pain in the ass. And what we were in that arena a few years ago for a Wizards Raptors playoff game, and it was perfectly fine. When it was I, awesome. Yeah, I went to the uh, book signing in D.C. I stayed with Ian from Russian Machine Never Breaks, and his place was in Virginia. Oh, yeah. It's it's a sh very short commute. Yeah, it's very tiny. It's it's probably less than the distance between Byward Market and <laughs> where the Sens play in Ottawa. <laughs> Byward Market is downtown Ottawa for people that don't. Know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of Canadians don't even know what Byward Market yeah. is. And oh, it's a shame because Canadians do not okay, visit Canada. If you go to Ottawa, the place everyone tells you to go, okay. It's the arena is at least 20 minutes away from minimum. You're being you're being generous. Uh last thing I want to say before we wrap the show is, and this is something we're gonna have to do all year, so get ready for it. Every time Kyle Duba speaks, Leaf fans will have to take it personally. Um, I save this for last because it is the stupidest story of the weekend, but I thought we'd end on a funny note. The quote is, somebody asked him about Pittsburgh and how he feels about it. And remember, he's been there two weeks. I think it's really impressed me with just the quality of people here and frankly, how comfortable it's been in this city already. But not just for me, for my family. Dubas told reporters at a press conference on Friday. I think for us, I'm from Sault Ste. Marie. The time in Toronto, I think the city is a much is much larger. It's a great city, but uh, it feels just a little bit more like home and what it was like growing up here. Now, you've just signed. You just got fired and signed a contract for seven years and got a promotion. Mm. What do you think you're going to say about your new city? Buddy, you give me a promotion and $40 million and it'll feel like home to me too. I, I, Lee fans, you should not be mad at this man. 
Not for that reason, anyway. I bet it feels like home. We have always talked about this. It is ne- There is nowhere where it's bad to be rich. <laughs> That's a good point. That, Johnny Gaudreau will prove that. That dude. Oh, yeah. Rich. How much money did the cow get? $40 million. Oh, I think I could be happy for $40 million. Could you? That could be my home. For is that your number? Million. $40 million? Uh, a lot less. <laughs> you know how many Primanti sandwiches? A lot less sandwiches? than $40 million. Uh-huh. I would house so many Primanti sandwiches for $40 million. Yeah, they are. Call, by the way, go up to a mic and call anywhere home for that amount of money. Um, I, I was seeing a lot of like, like anger from Leaf fans online about it. And I don't know why. But also, I want to throw out there that uh, Pittsburgh is a great city. It actually is a great city and it's a great place to live. No. And it's Toronto. affordable. Imagine this affordable. Weird. Um, <laughs> Steve, so. here's $40 million. Oh, well, you know, growing up in Scarborough to Toronto is great and everything, but I like my new home in Yellowknife. This is <laughs> just feels like home and $40 million. <laughs> my <laughs> home is made of Forty million dollars <laughs> in Yellowknife. Yeah, Yellowknife. Also, you know how far forty million dollars would go in Yellowknife? You walk not as far. What? I just well I, because it's like bananas are like twenty bucks there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. That's but like, like gold house. Oh yeah, you'd have you a gold house. Don't ruin my bit. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's just very expensive to live. No, there. you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's no. It's just gosh, you know, for forty million dollars, right. This really feels like home. So, so you're not taking what Duba said personally? No. Okay, no I, I definitely should. actively take every quote that definitely. he says, and I'm and I'm making it about the Leafs. Yeah, no, definitely take it personally. I'm but, taking it all personally. Fuck Le- it. Leafs fans, <laughs> calm down, but I, I need to say this. Uh-huh. Penguins fans, you calm down. <laughs> what do you mean? You also calm down. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because I made that what joke. What do Penguins fans say? I, I made a joke, and I go, buddy, for $40 million, I'd say that too. Mm-hmm. And they took that as me insulting Dubas and what? being salty about it. And oh, and they're like, get over it. He's not your GM anymore. I'm like, I know, because you gave him $40 million to be your president. Yes. All right, Steve, I'm going to spin the globe and I'm just going to name places. And would you live there for $40 million? Okay. All right. <laughs> Shanghai. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tallahassee. Yes. Oh, that's close. To None of us. You bet. <laughs> Mexico City. Yep. Uh, Brazil. Uh-huh. Brazil's a big place. Where in Brazil? Uh, I don't know. Is Rio de Janeiro Sao Paulo? Sa- oh, Sao Paulo. I, I want to say Sao Paulo, but I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> All right. We've run out of time on the, on the yeah. clock, the TV clock. We're wrapping up. We will see you in Nashville. Uh, tickets have already sold out for our event there, which is pretty spectacular. Another I, great oh, yeah. place to be rich. Um, uh, imagine, imagine telling ourselves 10 years ago, this still being our 10 year anniversary season, uh, that, um, that we would be selling out shows in Nashville. Oh, I'd be like, which car are we taking? That's <laughs> Yeah, we better drive down there because we yep. can't fly. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for all who got tickets. Uh, and we will see you Wednesday. We got our live stream Wednesday night. We'll see you Wednesday in Nashville. Wednesday in Nashville, but we get the live stream Wednesday night. You're going to get the show. You're going to get the stream. And then Friday, we're doing the show. And then, <laughs> sa- then Saturday's free, agent free, free agency. Oh, yeah. Can you hit the extra, please? Oh, sure. Yeah, because we have an extra here. So I'm, just, for it. I'm just laughing to myself. What? Because this is around the time Jesse goes, Steve, what should we name this episode? Yeah, what do you want to name it? I'm pretty sure we should call it $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, mascot. <laughs> oh. 
That's Jay Sharky. Matt. Oh, no. 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 The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.